Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Greetings and welcome to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. We have spot starts, everything you need for Week 17. We're going to look ahead to the 2014 season as well. Adam Wright has his likes and dislikes all set to go. You have some surprises, my friend. Well, surprises in that they're big names who disappointed, but guys who can come back and rebound for 2014. A couple of people that will be looking at in the, uh, the coming weeks here. That I will talk myself into drafting next year and be like, these guys are going to be great. Are you, are you back on the Steven Jackson bandwagon? Steven Jackson. Let me tell you something. Okay, fine. Steven Jackson might not have been the fantasy MVP, but he played well in week 15. So that's all he needed to do. I wouldn't have. I think even looking in my heart of hearts, I knew I was never going to play him in week 16 against the 49ers. <laughs> At least that's what I've convinced myself. He gave me one week when it mattered, unlike, you know, like Peyton Manning, for instance, who's so good the previous 14 weeks and then in week 15 kind of disappeared. But I think Steven Jackson, you could still say he's the MVP because him getting hurt allowed you to bench him and play other players who turned out to be better. <laughs> thank you, so Steven without him Jackson. getting hurt, hey, you thanks. could have never played some of the guys you picked up. In I fantasy. didn't have to wrestle each week. Do I play no Sean Moreno? Do I play Steven Jackson? No, it was like I have to play no Sean Moreno. <laughs> See, it makes it easier like that. Now, all right, uh, we got the 2014 Player of the Year, Fantasy Live Player of the Year coming on the show. We have a lot of big nominees. It's Drew Brees, Jamal Charles, or Peyton Manning. What do you guys think? Give me, give me your selection right here. Oh, see, I was big on Marissa Tomei kind of sweeping the awards out of nowhere until you mentioned those three guys. Uh, you know what? I have a feeling it's going to be that guy in the Midwest who uh, had ran the ball so effectively all year long, especially when people needed it the most. Yeah, that's the big thing for me. He played so well in Week 15 when we needed it the most, where a lot of us needed it the most, 50 points. I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't have It happens like once a year, and it came at the most opportune time, whereas Peyton Manning was sitting there in Week 15 losing to the Chargers. Not, it was like the real-life Peyton Manning when he was with the Colts, <laughs> losing to the Chargers in the playoffs kind of thing. That's he, at Adam Rank on Twitter. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm just if, – if anything that I said was inaccurate, I'll apologize. But I feel like that, that was – he lost to the Chargers in the playoffs. I'm sorry. It happened. I can't rewrite history. I can't change the narrative, if you will. 
We're giving away two big pieces of hardware today, the waiver wire pickup of the year, and as we said, the NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year, and both those winners will be joining us live on the show. Is it Breeze? Is it Peyton? Is it Jamal Charles for Player of the Year? Got to find out. Here's the podcast. Jason Smith, Adam Rank, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, and the Admiral Akbar Bajabiamila. Big news out of Dallas with Tony Romo being placed on season-ending IR. We'll have more on that coming up shortly. Also, our waiver wire player of the year and overall player of the year. We're going to name them today. NFL Fantasy, a lot, lot of votes came in for player of the year. You guys have any uh, foreshadowing I, I, on that? I'm thinking it's between two players, one in Denver, one in Kansas City. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, you might be talking about that Peyton Manning guy. Could be. Yeah. All right, we'll have that later on in the show. Remember, you can join the conversation. Tweet us your questions to our show's Twitter handle, at NFL Fantasy. Week 17 championships, guys. It's tough, but people still have them. Yeah, head-to-head is tough because of the players that are benched in some teams. But points leagues, I could see it. Yeah, you got to be a real tough fantasy owner to play in Week 17. I mean, this is where real men play fantasy football because there's not a lot out there. Well, I must not be a real man. <laughs> <laughs> More from us in a bit, but right now, let's welcome in Adam Reich and Marcus Grant. Send it over to them. They're standing by with the latest fantasy headlines, guys. Thank you, Jason. Marcus Grant and I here with your latest fantasy headlines for Friday. As Jason alluded to earlier, we start in Dallas where the big news of the day is... Cowboys will be without quarterback Tony Romo, who underwent surgery on his back and was placed on season-ending IR on Friday. Uh, Let me start with this. Uh, Tony Romo underwent back surgery this morning, uh, and the surgery was done as a result of the injury that happened in the game against Washington. And uh, Tony will be on IR. Kyle Orton will be our starter uh, in the ball game. Uh, Kyle Orton will get the start for the Dallas Cowboys, but Marcus, what is the trickle-down effect for this injury? I think you can still roll with DeMarco Murray. That's not going to really affect how the Cowboys use him this week. I think the other guy you can really trust in that offense is Des Bryant. He is hands down the number one receiver for the Cowboys. He'll see plenty of targets beyond that. Might want to try to find some more consistent options uh, for the rest of your fantasy roster. What about Jason Witten? I think Jason Witten, he really kind of frightens me. Even in the past weeks, he hasn't been seeing a lot of targets. He hasn't produced a whole lot. I think with a new quarterback in there, I think he's a bit of a, a shaky choice. But it seems like that's who Kyle Orton would be looking at. He's a, he's a security blanket out there. Could be somebody I think you could put out and start in your lineup. Yeah, but you don't even sound certain. I don't. I'm trying to convince <laughs> myself. That is the bigger point. <laughs> in Green Bay, Coach Mike McCarthy announced Aaron Rodgers would get the start for the Packers with the NFC North Division on the line Sunday. Rodgers hasn't played in eight weeks with a broken left collarbone. When asked if Rodgers would be more susceptible to further injury by playing, McCarthy said, quote, any football player that plays Sunday will have risk. We've done our due diligence. We feel it's time for Aaron to play. If you're in a Week 17 championship, do you play Rodgers? I play Rodgers unless there are a handful of guys that you have that are better than him. And I know Michael Fabiano probably has his list as well. There aren't a lot of guys on that list. But for, so for the most part, I think you roll with Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers. What about Nick Foles? He's one that – because he's probably somebody that you picked up to replace Rodgers. What if you had that situation? Nick Foles is a guy I would play over Aaron Rodgers. He's been so good all year long, and he's going up against that Cowboy defense that has been shredded time and time again. And we'll stick in Green Bay where Packers running back Eddie Lacy is expected to get the start as well versus the Bears. Coach McCarthy isn't concerned 
with Lacey's lack of practice, so are you, Marcus. I am not concerned with Eddie Lacey's lack of practice. He's on the field. He's in my lineup. The Bears have been just gashed in the running game. We saw it last week against the Eagles. I think it happens again. As long as Eddie Lacey is ready to go, I'm making sure I start him. Jimmy Starks could be somebody, maybe a sneaky play. He's a sneaky play. He's more of a sleeper play, similar to how we've seen in the past. Reggie Bush and Joyke Bell in Detroit. You could see a Lacey-Starks combo this week. What if Tex Cobb's ready to go? Is that... Is he somebody that we'd even... I would stay away from him. He's just been out of action so long that he's just hard to trust in a championship game. Yeah, this would be good news for Jordy Nelson if Rodgers came back. He had seven touchdowns while Rodgers has been in there, one since he left. So that's the guy I really like there. Absolutely. I think you stick with Jordy Nelson. He's continued to be a top-flight fantasy receiver, even with a change at quarterback. Very good. Titans wide receiver Kenny Britt, who is in the final year of his contract with the Tennessee Titans, he told reporters on Thursday, quote, I'm going to be a number one wide receiver somewhere else if I'm not here next year, and that is guaranteed. Kenny Britt, he was a complete bust in 2013, totaling less than 100 yards on the year and zero touchdowns. You take a late-round flyer on him next season. Let me think about it. Mm, No. I'm not, I'm not trusting Kenny Britt. We've been waiting for years for Kenny Britt to break out. It hasn't happened. He's only regressed. Yes, he's probably not going to be in Tennessee next year, but there are so many other guys out there who can play the receiver position. I'm not doing it. But he guaranteed it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Time now to take a look at the latest injury information from around the league for a Friday and some big names, of course. We just mentioned Eddie Lacy, but also under our watchful eye, Emmanuel Sanders, Dennis Johnson, who is questionable, Jordan Cameron, Jermaine Gresham, Adrian Peterson is doubtful. Toby Gerhardt is out. Steve Smith is also out. EJ Manuel also out. So you see there, Adrian Peterson doubtful. Toby Gerhardt out. Matt Asiata? You're going to get some Matt action? Asiata is a deep sleeper. He's a flex at the most. I know he was huge that last time he right. started. But Three touchdowns. We're talking about a championship week. I don't know that I, I trust but him. But he had week. 50 yards on 50 carries. How yeah, could but you not? Britt also guaranteed he'd be a number one receiver. He guaranteed it. How can you so how can, him, You know, you, you, you convinced me. All right. Well, I, get, not, I no. guarantee we're going to have more news later on in the show. But right <laughs> now, let's send it back to Jason and the guys for more of today's top stories. All right, thanks a lot, Mr. Rank. A little more in-depth on the two big topics of the day. The first one, Tony Romo being placed on IR. Talk about what it means for him and his weapons. First thing, Fabs, people are always looking for quarterbacks. Week 17, you're playing. Can you take Kyle Orton and throw him in your lineup? Not in a standard league. If we're talking about a two-QB league, I think he's going to be a starter. Kyle Orton, he's not terrible. Let's talk about this guy in Chicago, won a whole lot of football games. But in a standard league... No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, too. I mean, with that veteran experience, he's still going to be able to go through his read, still be able to understand the offense. And when you think about a backup quarterback, sometimes you get these backup quarterbacks who have no experience. This is a different type of experience for Kyle Orton. So that does make Des Bryant and other guys in the offense still a must play. So I know people are going to be worried about Des Bryant. Any way you sit him? No, no chance. Kyle Orton's going to know where to throw that football, and it's going to be to Des Bryant. I still think Jason Witten is a tight end one, and you're starting DeMarco Murray. If the Cowboys do anything in this game, they're going to want to keep control of the football, keep the Eagles offense off the field. That means running DeMarco as much as they can. Smart. You sound like a coach. That's good. Time, time of possession right there. Running the ball, you run a lot of that clock off off the, excuse me, a lot of time off the clock. Yep. And then also that, you help to get that offense pace going with the, the short passing game, and then you extend it out to Des Bryant for some deep shots. Let's move on to Aaron Rodgers. Now, would you start Aaron Rodgers week 17? You saw the guys talk about a couple seconds ago, Fabs. Let me give you some quarterbacks you could potentially have alongside Aaron Rodgers. Tell me if you'd start Rodgers or the 
the quarterback. If you have Nick Foles and Aaron Rodgers. I'm starting Foles against the Cowboys, of course. All right, if you have Andy Dalton or Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Is that close? I'm st- I have confidence in Rodgers there. Philip Rivers or Aaron Rodgers? Let's be out. Philip Rivers hasn't been that good the last few weeks. I'm going Rodgers there. All right, last one. Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? I'm going Rodgers. All right, so basically, unless you have Nick Foles, Nick Foles. is the guy. Yeah. He's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, I, I would play him all throughout. I mean, I love Nick Foles. I think he's great, but I would go a clean sweep for Aaron Rodgers. Uptick on, on a guy like Jordy Nelson or James Jones playing this Sunday with Rodgers on the football? Absolutely. Just yeah. like Muhammad Ali is the most recognizable face on the planet. Outside as far, of Michael Jordan, as I agree far with you. As, as athletic is concerned, the same time it comes with his athleticism and Aaron Rodgers' ability to make plays. He's going to find his guys. He's going to find Jordy Nelson. He's going to find James Jones. He's that talented with or without having played the last seven weeks. This guy is going to make those guys' fantasy value jump out of the roof. I would say play Jordy Nelson and James Jones. That segue made no sense, by the way. It actually you just did. wanted to get our Twitter argument on the air. <laughs> so people would side It's with recognizable you. that this is a talented wide receiver uh, quarterback, so don't <laughs> overthink it and say, I'm not going to play Aaron Rodgers or any of his wide receivers. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, we'll take a look at the schedule for Week 17 and take a closer look at the guys on our radar for 2014. And later, the NFL Fantasy Live award season concludes today as we announce the winners for Waiver Wire Player of the Year and 2013 Overall Player of the Year. Who is it? We're back after this. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. So much on the line for so many teams on Sunday. Playoffs for the Ravens, potential seedings for the Indianapolis Colts, the Miami Dolphins. This is a very big week, and if you're having a championship in fantasy, pay close attention to NFL Fantasy Live. We'll give you everything you need from now up until game time. Take a look at some of the late games right now. Buccaneers at Saints, Bills, Patriots could be a huge fantasy game right there. Then the night game, Eagles and the Cowboys. Simply everything riding on this one from Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harris. And so, who's going to come out on top for these games? You tell us. Go to NFL.com slash Pick'em. Participate in our weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. There, you can select winners for every game on Sunday and accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. See how you stack up against all of the experts and Hall of Famers from NFL Network. Go to NFL.com slash Pick'em to select your winners. That's NFL.com slash Pick'em. So what we do every Friday here on the show, we take a look at a few games and spotlight them. But this is called Show Me Something, not just for this week, but for the 2014 draft. Some games as a players who you want to see something from in Week 17 so you can draft them higher or feel good about drafting them next season. So, Rank, kick it off. you got Detroit and Minnesota. Give me who wins and who you're looking at. I like Minnesota to win this game 23-21. to 21, And one person I will be playing very close attention to Cordero Patterson, this is a guy that I've had my eye on for the last couple of weeks because he has been fantastic. He has scored a touchdown in four consecutive games. He is somebody that keeps sneaking up my draft boards, and what I'm going to be looking for in this game is reasons to continue to push him up my draft board because I I know me. I know in my heart of hearts I am probably going to be drafting Cordero Patterson a little bit too early next season. But when you look at this guy, he is a dynamic playmaker. He is somebody who can take the pressure off of Adrian Peterson. And if there is a, co- or a, a coaching change and a quarterback change, it could be huge things for him next year. And on the other side of the football, I am looking at Matthew Stafford, somebody I have been highly disappointed in this season, somebody who I felt could have entered this season and been a great fantasy boon, but he only ended up ruining my team. And I look at him next year, I'm not sure that I can trust him. I understand there could be a coaching change in Detroit. I'm not trying to speculate on that, but it's got to be something different there because he's had great receivers, hasn't been able to make the most of it. So I look at that situation in Detroit, hope something's going to give. I have a guy I will give you later on in the show who I think could be a better quarterback 
than Matthew Stafford Ooh. next year. Somebody later right. in the dress, right. okay. but you're going to have to wait. wait. We'll look forward to yeah. that. And not less than nine fantasy points. That's a crusher. You, you've been riding Stafford all season it's long in the playoffs. Yeah. He killed you. It was, it, was a, it was a disappointing finish, to say the least, for the Lions and for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm moving on. I'm going to talk Jets-Dolphins here. I'm going to go Jets in this one because it's a typical Jets game to win. Whenever you think, well, we know what's going to happen in the offseason. They replace the quarterback, replace the head coach. We yeah. know they'll win this game, and it's going to be, <laughs> now what do we do? This is <laughs> one of the guys I'm looking at is Ryan Tannehill because everybody wants to know who could be the next breakout quarterback candidate in 2014. Tannehill can be that guy. 23 passing touchdowns this season. Most in Dolphins history, right? There's nobody better than him that the Dolphins have had, right? Well, He's been the wait, best. There's nobody else. Some, some who is guy, the guy who hocked uh, gloves? Oh, oh, Dan Marino. That's the, guy. <laughs> the glove guy. Yeah. Well, second most in Dolphins history, but yeah. Over 21 fantasy points in three out of four games. He's a guy that can throw the football with success. Another year offseason, he could be that hot guy. He closes hot against the Jets. He'll move up everybody's draft board. Chris Ivory, also somebody. The Jets have been running the football phenomenally the last three weeks. Against three run defenses ranked in the top ten, the Jets are averaging nearly 170 yards per game over the last three contests. It's all coming on Chris Ivory's legs and his shoulder pads and his helmet. Ivory's a guy who another big game from him and suddenly – He'll be the guy we thought he was going to be this year, next year. But you were talking about Rex Ryan before. If something does happen, if there is a change in New York, would you fear that something happens to Chris Ivory? No, I would, I would worry more about Geno Smith. But Ivory, coaches will inherit running backs and say, hey, this guy's talented. That's fine. Quarterback, they want their own guys. So I wouldn't worry right. too much about Chris oh, Ivory. You can fit him into the system. Yeah, yeah, as, as I'd, I'd work, work on that hamstring all season. <laughs> work on that hamstring. <laughs> San Francisco and Arizona, this is a late game on Fox. Marcus, what are you looking at here? I am looking, first off, I think the Niners win. What's going to be a pretty defensive battle, I think San Francisco pulls it out 17-13. to 13. But one guy I'm really keeping my eye on is Colin Kaepernick. He has been up and down all season long. We expected really big things from him after the way he finished last year. Certainly losing Michael Crabtree. It looked like it impacted a lot of the things they did in that offense. He didn't run nearly as much. But later in the year, since Crabtree has been back, he's looked like the Colin Kaepernick we all expected. He has certainly targeted Crabtree quite a bit. And more than that, he's running the football more. But we will keep an eye on him this week to see if he's going to be that guy because the bottom of that top 10 quarterback ranking, I think, is really very muddled. And if Kaepernick can finish strong, I think he's a guy who creeps into that top 10. On the other side, Andre Ellington, definitely a name to keep an eye on. He was a guy who midway through the year looked like he was taking over that top spot in the Cardinals' backfield. Rashard Mendenhall has kind of held on to that, but Mendenhall could hit free agency this offseason. He might not be back in the desert next year, which should open some things up for Ellington. It's a tough matchup against that Niner defense, but Ellington has run well against some tough defenses this year. He has another good performance. He's a guy I think you keep an eye on as an RB2 next year. Absolutely. He's one of those guys I want to talk into drafting much higher, too. Like Cordero Patterson. Cordero Patterson and Kaepernick. All those guys. If Kaepernick plays well, he could be the next Isotona guy. You never know. Something to think about. I like when they would pick the key up with the glove and they go, look, you can pick a key up with the glove. (laughs) I didn't realize that was a selling point of gloves. Now, Akbar is going big game hunting right here. You're going Eagles-Cowboys. Your initial score before Tony Romo was ruled out for the season was a close one, was Eagles 35, Cowboys 28. However, in light of that news, you have changed your final score. Yeah, Cowboys I have. Game. I mean, you know, with the with Kyle Orton coming into the game, everybody's like, well, yeah, Kyle Orton's in. Yeah, right. Look, let's, let's be honest. Let's get real. We saw what the Philadelphia Eagles did. This is coming down for the NFC East. It's going to be 40-14. And the one guy that I'm looking at, I'm giving this game to the Philadelphia Eagles, the one guy that I'm looking at is Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper came into this league under a lot of pressure because of his off-season, excuse me, his off-the-field issues. And a lot of people just kind of overlooked 
Riley Cooper. But here's a wide receiver that has a lot of talent. And I want to see how he finishes out the season. How does he finish? Does he finish strong? You hope that coming into this following season for the 2014 season that he's not going to have any of those distractions. And you can see him for the pure talent that he is. And I think that he's a very talented wide receiver. And I want to see this success continue so I can go out and pick him up in the draft next year as well. And then on the other side of the ball, we know Alshon Jeffrey. And we know uh, Brandon Marshall and that tandem. Des Bryant and Terrence Williams, could they be the same as electric as, as those two? And I think Terrence Williams could be exactly that. Let's see how he connects with Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton probably spent a lot of time throwing to him before he became a starter. He was a great waiver wire guy for a long part of the season. Then he just, he just fell off a cliff. He just disappeared. Yeah, he did. But guess what? He's got his boy, Kyle Orton. He's back. Yeah. All right. Well, so I thought you were going to say, now that Kyle Orton's in, <laughs> Dallas wins 40 to 14. No, 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 no. Here's our pick and recap. Uh, we're split on the Vikings and the Lions. I'm the lone wolf with the Jets. As I said, typical Jets thing to do to win this football game. Split with the Cardinals in San Francisco. And I still think the Cowboys can win this game because it would be a typical Cowboys thing to do to we say, okay, we're firing we Garrett. We're getting Muhammad Ali, Tony Romo, everything's person in the world. Everything's out. <laughs> but then the Cowboys will win this game and suddenly it's, well, we're going to bring back Garrett. We'll bring back Romo. It's the same. So it's a Cowboys thing to do. And if you look at the pick'em page, you'll notice I did pick the Cowboys because I made my picks before the season started, and I have not changed them, <laughs> which is why my percentage. I'm so making you my do, predictions. You do know that that the Philadelphia Eagles just put up 50 plus points the week four, right? I'm aware. Oh, okay, right. I watched <laughs> the game. You know that's the largest. You know league, that's the and largest and league you know in the this NFL is, since is, the Carter administration. This is the one All thing right. I've noticed about the league is that everything that happens the week before is very indifferent. Indicative of what happens the next week. Except, Except not, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> people oh, are boy. saying, what do you mean Carter admitted? I don't understand what that's all about. I know. I'm trying to explain okay. for people. I before, Jimmy Carter. Before Waiver Warriors where championships are won and lost in fantasy. When we return, we announce the 2013 Fantasy Live Waiver Wire Pickup of the Year. Stacy runs right, puts his head down, breaks a tackle for 30, 30, 30. Looking for Jeffrey, touchdown! Oh, what a grab! That's made by Julius Thomas, breaks a tackle into the end zone. That is a Denver Bronco touchdown. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here are your nominees for waiver wire pickup of the year, starting with Zach Stacy, a guy that probably the most ardent of college football fans had heard of heading into the season. Alshon Jeffrey, the number two guy in Chicago, turned out to be the number one guy. And of course, Julius Thomas, the most added guy in week one of fantasy football after a huge performance against the Baltimore Ravens. And Michael Fabiano, if we're going to have you handicap this, who are you looking at right now as the winner? Well, Alshon Jeffrey's got to be right there. He has been one of the top ten wide receivers in fantasy football. But I have a soft spot for Zach Stacy because I picked him up in a lot of leagues. And at running back, to come up with a player that good off the waiver wire, that one is tough. I hear, Marcus, there's, a, I hear there's a joke going around about Zach Stacy. Please uh, don't. <laughs> no? Is there a song written about <laughs> Stacy's mom? <laughs> I thought because I was Jason wasn't hosting this segment, I'd 
I'd be... We're simpatico, sorry. Uh, what about you, Marcus? You know, I, I think Julius Thomas is, is a, has a good shot to win this thing. I mean, you mentioned... Well, he's he was, one of three, so I he, hope so. He's got a one in three shot to win this <laughs> deal, I would say. You know, he was the guy, as you mentioned, was everybody ran to the waiver wire to go get him after that huge week one performance. And, and maybe there's something nice, the symmetry of him catching Peyton's first touchdown this year and catching Peyton's 51st touchdown Ooh, this year. I like where your head's at. Like All right, that. well, I guess we could sing it or we could bring it and bring the winner, that is... And if I may have a drum roll, please. We'll have... No one! No? There it is. Oh, wait, it's on this side. Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, everybody. He is your waiver wire pickup of the year of the Chicago Bears. And as a matter of fact, as luck would have it, we have Alshon Jeffrey standing by with Jason and Akbar. Guys, take it away. Thanks, guys. Akbar and I pleased to be joined now by the newly crowned 2013 NFL Fantasy Live Waiver Wire Player of the Year. Congrats to Alshon Jeffrey. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thanks wow, well, for you, this award. You helped a lot of fans win fantasy championships. You must be the toast of the town right now. <laughs> I would say uh, all my teammates and my coaches helped the fans as well. <laughs> catching the ball too. I give them credit, too. Now, Alshon, tell me, you've now more than tripled your yardage from last year. You've more than tripled or close to tripling your targets, and you've almost doubled your touchdowns. What do you attribute this success to, this explosion, so to speak, for Alshon? I would just say uh, working hard this offseason with Brandon and uh, Coach Grow. He's been a huge step for me in my game. And uh, Coach Trust Me, he's bringing me along and uh, just understanding the game, just uh, it's slowing down for me. You know that d- during that jump, it, there's one thing you might have picked up. Maybe it's film watching, maybe it's something you did in the weight room. What was that one thing this offseason that's helped you make this transition? I would say just, uh, just being a lot more focused and uh, locked in and making the plays, just trying to make every play. That's what I, because uh, Brandon always says, you got to have that big play ability. So I always try to just be locked in and just make the big play. Last week, Brandon Marshall sat in that chair, and our host Dan Helley asked him about the fact that you two may become the most dangerous tandem as far as wide receivers go in football. And he replied, quote, there is no probably to it. We are, we are definitely the number one tandem, end quote. What do you think about that quote from uh, Brandon? I feel the same way, but everybody's entitled to their opinion. But for the Chicago Bears, that's how we feel about each other, me and Brandon. We always talked about, talk about it last year when I came here at first, but uh, I had a few injuries, so that couldn't happen. You know he feels that way. You saw him smiling when I said the question. You know he really feels that way, Akbar. <laughs> now, now tell me this. Every player dreams as a young kid, although if it's basketball, if it's football, you know, playing in that big game. This is a game that matters. This is for the NFC North. You guys are going up against the Green Bay Packers. What have you guys done this week, uh, and, and what do you guys have in store for, for the Green Bay Packers? We're going to try to come out and just dominate the game, play Chicago Bears football. We got, uh, we got a lot in store, so uh, it's going to be a fun game. Everything's, gonna be, everything's on the line, so we're just going to come out and just compete, give it our best shot. So walk me through. we got an all-go situation here. Uh, Cutler's th- throwing an all-go. You've got a cornerback. He's pressed up in front of you. Well, what is Alshon doing in that situation? I'm always thinking about coming to me no matter who's covering me. Three people can be on me. All I want oh, to do is okay. Catch the ball. I like that. I like that. Well, they had to play. They had seven guys on him last week when he turned and caught that football for a touchdown. So he's talking about something that actually happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, Akbar brought up Jay Cutler. It's been kind of a crazy season. You know, Jay Cutler was the quarterback, and then he got hurt. Josh McCown came in and did very well. Now Jay Cutler is back. What's it like for you trying to go through the change in quarterbacks a couple of times this year? I would say uh, it's pretty much they pretty much the same, but Jay is a lot more vocal, uh, a lot more aggressive, just uh, – just tough. He just want to win. He just always telling you, just yeah, I'm coming to you no matter what. He's gonna tell you, like just make the play. 
All right, Alshon Jeffrey, phenomenal season so far. Best of luck on Sunday. Look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks for having me. All right, man, go deep, man, go deep. All right, there goes Alshon, <laughs> 2013 Waiver Wire Player of the Year. For more on Jeffrey and his future, let's go back over to ranking the guys. Thank you, Jason. Yes, Alshon Jeffrey says he and Brandon Marshall are the best tandem, and like James Conn said in the Eraser, I agree with him. Yes? No? Best tandem? He did see that? Wow. Okay. Was that the one with the fake alligator? Yes, it was. See, I remember <laughs> that movie. But if you have to pick between one of the two guys, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, who are you going with? I'm probably going to go with Brandon Marshall, but it's close. I, I think Brandon Marshall's still the number one guy there in Chicago, just and he has a longer track record. But how good, how good can Alshon Jeffrey be? I think he could be fantastic. I think Alshon Jeffrey is a guy going into next year that a lot of people are going to look at as potentially a number one top uh, type wide receiver in fantasy. You see the yardage there, over 1,300 yards. He's had a huge impact on the Bears offense and a lot of it is because he's been making big plays like that. Alshon Jeffrey has 14 catches of 25 or more yards this season. That's tied for fifth most in the NFL. So not only is he seeing targets, but he's making big plays with them. I mean, you're talking about a guy who you're, you're catching deep balls like that. You get four or five receptions. That adds up to a huge day, and so many of those seem to have ended up in the end zone this year. It seems like draft boards will be turned upside down, and Julius Thomas is somebody who's going to be figured into that mix, somebody when the tight end run starts. Julius Thomas is going to be right there in the mix, and really, if you look at the tight end position, only Jimmy Graham right now is a guy that I would put ahead of Julius Thomas. And I'm not saying that I'd take him in the second, third round, but he's going to be the guy that at some point in the fifth round, somebody's going to be like, you know what? I'm going after Julius Thomas. I'm going to give him a shot. And he will be the guy who kicks off the tight end run. But, Michael, you talked about Zach Stacy before. You were the driver of the Zach Stacy bandwagon. How high does he go in fantasy drafts next season? I wouldn't be surprised if he's a second-round pick. In fact, you know me, Adam. I like to go with running backs early. So Zach Stacy, someone who will come off the board late second rounds, no later than the early part of the third round. This kid's been phenomenal. Seven touchdowns since week nine rushing. That's most in the National Football League. Zach Stacy's the real deal, guys. Yeah, they've got a lot. It, they, it seems like they have a lot of pieces there in St. Louis, and it's only a matter of time before they come together. But that division's pretty tough, though. It is pretty tough, but Zach Stacy was sort of matchup proof this year. Even against the Niners, had a good stat line. You could trust him against those tough defenses. Zach Stacy is certainly on the rise. Here's hoping right. he doesn't go back in a running back rotation next yes. year. Yes, no, very I, true. I think the Rams have seen enough of Daryl Richardson and <laughs> Isaiah P. They know where their bread's going to be buttered <laughs> in that backfield. They're looking at it. All right. Well, very good, and congratulations to Alshon Jeffrey. But we have one more piece of hardware to dole out. Three men enter. Only one will leave with the 2013 NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year Award. NFL Fantasy Live will be back right after this. Fantasy football doesn't end with the regular season. Visit NFL.com slash fantasy to play for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 49. All you have to do is set a roster of the players who will score the most points over the course of the postseason with multipliers for each round one of your players advances in the playoffs. If your players don't make it, you fill their spot and the game continues. You can even challenge us, the experts. Just visit NFL.com slash fantasy live PC. NFL.com slash fantasy live PC. Now, here's some of the rules. Continues fantasy throughout the playoffs. You can pick a player from any playoff team and you can create a new team each round. But here's the thing. Every round you're player advances 
you multiply your points. So if he goes from the first round to the second round, you get double points. Second to the third, triple points. Third round of the Super Bowl, you get quadruple points and on and on. You can play for free. And again, Super Bowl 49, NFL.com slash Fantasy Live PC today. There's plenty of different strategies people use to succeed in playoff challenge. You can play against us, play with your friends, your league, whoever it is. So to give you an idea right now of what some couple of people are thinking, Marcus, what's your strategy when you look for your playoff challenge lineup? My strategy is to find the teams that I think are going to go to the Super Bowl. The teams, it's a combination of teams that I think are going to go far in the playoffs with guys that I think are going to be very productive. So you look at my roster, load it up with the Broncos and the Seahawks. I'm all in on these teams because wow. guys, they're teams that I think can go really far in the postseason. I like the way you roll. You like that, right? Yeah. So you got Peyton Manning. Look, no Sean Moreno. I don't think he's the best running back in the playoffs, but he's on a team that goes far. He's a very productive guy. You got Marshawn Lynch on the other side. I love the Seahawks defense because they are so tough up there at CenturyLink Field. I like this group, and the thing about it is there's a chance I may not get any points in the first round because these teams could have first-round buys, but they'll double up, they'll triple up if they keep going through the playoffs the way I think they will. Yeah, and no Sean Marino, 100 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl, that's like 400 yards and four touchdowns. Exactly. So that's why you pick the guys who go far. And no surprise, Peyton Manning's your quarterback. Absolutely no surprise there. Manning has been the best fantasy player from week one. I mean, he came out of the gates quick. With that seven-touchdown performance against the Ravens, he has been the top scorer pretty much all season long. If you're looking for a quarterback in terms of you know ability to go deep in the playoffs and ability to score on a weekly basis, I don't know how you can do much better than Peyton. I can see a few people saying, well, I don't know. They could get upset. Peyton doesn't have a great track record in the playoffs, but most people, Peyton Manning is a great pick. I don't know anyone who's not going to pick Marshawn Lynch. I think it's going to be tough to go against Marshawn Lynch. I mean, beast mode really turns up for some of the biggest games of the year. And again, Likely, uh, if things go Seattle's way this weekend, they will have a first-round bye. They will have home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. And in Seattle, they're a tough crew to handle. And if Marshawn Lynch is getting 20 to 25 touches a game up there in Seattle, he's going to be a tough option to turn down. Akbar's initial strategy was to take everybody from San Diego State, but not enough players to fill out his lineup. So you went in a different direction. Tell me about your strategy. Well, you know, first off, I wanted to be able to hit hard and fast, kind of like how I live, you know, and so I wanted to make sure that I got some good points early and fast. So, you know, I went out and got some of the big-name guys, guys who I knew could produce. Like, for example, based off of this week alone, if if the championship or the playoffs will start this week, you had Frank Gore going up against the Chicago Bears. That's a ton of fantasy points right there. So just based on that option, I know guys have the ability to advance. LaShawn McCoy is another good option. He could have a field day against that uh, that defense for the New Orleans Saints based on the playoff picture right now. When you look at LaShawn McCoy, he is the top running back in the league, averaging 134 yards per game, and he's got that it factor both in the passing game and in the running game. Now, A.J. Green, you're also picking him. Bengals are a team. If I'm trying to pick a team that I think can make a sneaky run through the playoffs, Bengals are on my short list. Yes, they are so good because, you know, again, they could go up against the Miami Dolphins. They could win that matchup. They're probably going to go to A.J. Green a ton, maybe 30 times. I'm joking. But (laughs) they're going to go to A.J. Green often to get that. And then all of a sudden they could be sitting there and they're going to be facing the New England Patriots. And I think that A.J. Green, again, could win that matchup. And this is a, a team that could upset the New England Patriots at that. Hard and fast, just like you live. Yeah, right? Just like I live. <laughs> Said the guy with four kids who takes a nap at 3.30 every day. <laughs> That's how hard and fast Oscar lives. Now, these were the seedings as they sit right now. Obviously, things can change between now and the playoffs, so we're going picking players if the season ended today going forward. If a guy like Michelle, LaShawn McCoy loses in the first round, Oscar will get to replace him with another player, but you don't get the double points, so the multiplier, a pretty big thing. Now, coming up, 
up next, Adam Reich reveals why his likes and dislikes for next season could put some stars on notice. This and more when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Hey everybody, Adam Rank here. Every Friday I talk about my likes and dislikes in the world of sports, movies, TV, comic books, and the current week of fantasy football. But it's week 17, people. Who has a championship in week 17? Well, I have one league like that, but I lost already. So I'm turning the page, and I'm going to 2014 to take a look at the guys I like and dislike heading into that season. We will start with Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. Ryan and the Falcons were the biggest disappointments of 2013, well, at least this side of Houston, but... With Roddy White and Julio Jones coming back healthy, plus the emergence of Harry Douglas, things are looking good for Atlanta next year. Ryan will likely be your second quarterback selected in 2014, but he could end up carrying your fantasy team. Quarterback I don't like for next season is Nick Foles. I know, it's kind of crazy to say. Foles has been awesome this year, I won't deny it. And I'm not saying he's going to be a bust next season. But just know, somebody's going to take him in the second round of your fantasy draft, which means he's going to be the most overvalued guy going into your league. Trust me, Foles and Ryan will have pretty similar production next year, but Foles will cost you a second-round pick. Ryan will go much later, if at all, in your draft. A running back I like for next season is Ray Rice. Obviously, he was wildly disappointing this year, but all those playoff runs and carries finally caught up to him in 2013. But... He's going to be back strong next season. He's going to turn 27 next month, so he's got a lot of life left in him. So those of us who take him next year as an RB2, we're going to be greatly rewarded. A running back I would stay away from, however, is Arian Foster. I was headed into this season because think of all the great athletes who have had their careers robbed by a back injury. Guys like Mario Lemieux, Larry Bird, Shawn Michaels. Somebody is going to be tempted to take Foster in the first round next season. Don't be that guy. You'd be better served to wait for Ray Rice. And finally, I like Jordy Nelson. He's disappeared over the last couple of weeks without Rodgers, but he was awesome before the quarterback went down. He was one of the top value picks this year, and I have no doubt he will be back among the top once again in 2014. He's going to be a great number two receiver for somebody, somebody like me because I am going to draft him. Now, here are some more guys to keep an eye on for 2014. Ryan Tannehill is a guy I like heading into next season. Ryan Matthews will be strong. Randall Cobb, Jordan Cameron will come back. Some guys to avoid next year, Carson Palmer, Lamar Miller. I will not be fooled again. Hakeem Nix and Riley Cooper. But time right now, we will send it over to Jason Smith and the guys for some more. Thank you very much, Mr. Wright. Right now, time for our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week. And Everybody who plays a championship in Week 17, it's the same thing. I say the same thing. They go, really, you play in Week 17? And they go, yeah, I know. It's a depressed look. But I'm still in it. <laughs> so let's help people out here. These are guys, obviously, you'll never play again because your championship is this week. So, <laughs> Akbar, you, you are going deep. Yeah, for your big, but you are going Oprah for your spot start. Yeah, I am. You know, Ste- you know, Stedman Bailey is, is the name of the. You guy almost said Stedman Graham. You almost said Stedman Graham. I almost did. You know, and now this is not Oprah's boyfriend. This is the real Stedman <laughs> Bailey for the St. Louis Rams. But when I look at this guy, he's come along now. Towards the end of the season, now they're starting to integrate integrate him into this offense and I think that because of his talent he got a little overshadowed by Tavon Austin his college teammate but I think this kid has some real good skills I think you could put him in there and sneak him in there as a sneaky flex play as a low-end flex play but I think if you're if you're struggling in week 17 look at Stephen Bailey I was just wondering how many times we're going to see that reverse over and over and over <laughs> on the screen hey Stephen got a touchdown all right let's throw it back over to Adam Reich who has a big sleeper for or big spot start for us this week what do you got I hope it's somebody we have more b-roll for we, can, we don't have to see the same touch here 
here it is in slow motion. <laughs> but I'm going to talk a little bit about Jimmy Starks going up against the Chicago Bears, a run defense that hasn't been able to stop anybody. And again, we're looking at guys who will get a chance to play, who will have an opportunity. And last time these two teams hooked up, Jimmy Starks did score a touchdown. I expect them to get another opportunity. So again, if you're in Week 17, we cannot stress this enough, even though, like I said, I have a league that goes to Week 17. Don't do this anymore. But if you need somebody, Jimmy Starks. And Jason, who do you got? All right, I'm going to give you another running back here. I'm going to go with Niall Davis. Look at what's going on with the uh, Chiefs on Sunday. Of course, the one guy who's not going to play the most is Jamal Charles. All right, other guys can play. Sure. Andy Reid says, I'm going to play mix and match. So you wear the yellow bottoms and I'll wear the top. He's going to play mix and match. But it's going to be Niall Davis who's going to get a ton of carries on Sunday. And it's not like he's got no resume. He's had a couple of big games on the road, over 10 fantasy points his last two road games. Jamal Charles is going to be the guy they said because you sit your running backs. Niall Davis is going to have a monster day carrying the football. You can put him in your flex and say, Week 17, Niall Davis brought me a championship. Who knew? It's the birth of the fantasy cool. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and believe it or not, I, like I mean, that. this is something that people need to, fantasy owners need to listen to because I'm getting a lot of questions on Twitter. You think Jamal Charles is really not going to play? Yes, it's week 17. They're not, <laughs> not going to play. Yeah, the Chiefs are playing for absolutely nothing. So this is the one team that will rest their guys. You hear about resting, this is the one team that will do it. All right, Marcus, give me your guy. Give me a tight end. Well, I think something that everybody wants in their driveway is a Mercedes. Everything, something that you want to want on your fantasy team this week, a Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> All right, it was a stretch. You know, I think you go good. was kind of Christopher Walken, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> you go and you get him and you put him in your lineup. I think Mercedes Lewis is a guy you really got to like. You like him in the last four weeks. He's got a receiving touchdown in each of his last four games. He's been over 10 fantasy points in each of his last three games. He's a big target that they like looking at down near the red zone. I mean, he's kind of like what the, what the Lions did earlier this year with another UCLA tight end, Joe Fourier, a guy that they like to throw it up for when they get close to the goal line. He may not have a lot of receiving yards this week, speaking of Lewis, but he's a guy that I think when they get close to the end zone, they're going to look for him on first and second down. I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Let's take a look now at our <laughs> Spot Starts Predictions board. Akbar is going 10 points for Stedman Bailey. Rank give you over 7 from James Starks. You get 7 to 10 points out of a running back. That's pretty good. I'm going to go big for Niall Davis just because of the workload he's going to have. And there's Marcus Mercedes Lewis. You get literally 10 points out of your tight end. You're feeling pretty good. Those are our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week. Peyton, Charles, Breeze. We reveal who you, the fans, chose as the NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year. Don't touch that dial. Play action, Breeze is going to throw, looking for Graham, leaping yeah. reception, touchdown Saints! And Charles finds the promised land for the fifth time in the game. Manny lets it fly, there's the record, 51 touchdowns, the new single season mark. Three great players, but only one can win. The NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year nominees are Drew Breeze, Peyton Manning and Jamal Charles. Before we reveal the winner, Marcus, make the argument for Jamal Charles. Well, Jamal Charles has been as consistent as you can find at the running back spot, especially when so many guys have faltered all year long. Plus, you came up the biggest when you needed him the most during the playoffs. Why does Drew Brees deserve it, Rank? Well, I do like the other two candidates, but I do think it's great that we're recognizing Drew Brees because he was the number two fantasy quarterback this season and was very consistent. So I'm glad he's being honored here. But, you know, sometimes that's just... Part of the battle Sometimes is being honored. It's good to be That's nominated. Right. Yeah. Just to be Why mentioned. Peyton? Well, for me, Peyton Manning has been an example of consistency throughout this season. I mean, 383 total fantasy points, a historical season. Peyton Manning has to be the guy. All right, let's see. Let's open up right here. The 2013 NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year is... 
Jamal, Jamal Charles, Charles. He yeah. is your winner. Well and surprise, well surprise, Jamal Charles standing by right now with our own Michael <laughs> Fabiano. He is fast becoming, to me, the best that's ever played this position in Chiefs history. And uh, Charles tries to cut back, run to the near side. He's got the open field. He's at the 45, breaks it left 40. At the 35, 30, Charles walks the tape rope. Charles again, and Charles with room on the right side. Breaking free, and there he goes. Five, touchdown. All right, it's time to bring in the man, Jamal Charles. Congratulations on winning the 2013 NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year Award, my man. You're having a great season. <laughs> yeah, man, just, uh, I mean, to Coach Reed and uh, my running back coach and to Alex for giving me the ball, man. I mean, I, I go out there and play my heart out every week. Now, you've been one of the top running backs in fantasy football for most of your career, but this season, you took it to a whole new level. You scored over 300 fantasy points. That's huge for a running back. What's been the single biggest reason for this surge in production? I mean, everybody know uh, Andy Reid coming here. You know what I'm saying? You know how he, he utilized his uh, running backs and uh, put us in great positions. And, uh, and, and, and B enemy, my, uh, Eric, my uh, running back coach, he helped me so much, uh, helped my game uh, become a real, a real vet and a real pro. Now, you scored five touchdowns, over 51 fantasy points against the Oakland Raiders in week 15. That was one of the best fantasy games ever for a running back. Three of those touchdowns came from 30-plus yards. Your last one was a 71-yarder. Can you tell me what's going through your mind as you're running toward the goal line for that fifth and final touchdown? I mean, uh, just don't get caught. Don't, don't <laughs> fall. Just get in the end zone, man. And you don't get too many opportunities to, uh, to have a game like that. So I was really blessed to uh, have a, a game like that. Uh, I mean, who scored five touchdowns uh, in real life, man? That's just amazing. Uh, I mean, shout out to the, I mean, just Jesus Christ being on my side that day. Just an unbelievable performance. Now, here's a little stat for you. Almost 30% of fantasy football championship teams on NFL.com had you, Jamal Charles, in their backfield. What kind of response have you received from fantasy fans, especially after that big game against Oakland? I mean, uh, I've been getting a lot of response from uh, just a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just uh, shout out for me just being the MP of their team. Uh, I've been uh, holding them down the whole year. But I really don't even look like the fancy to like, like that. I just go out there and try to be me and play on the field and try to help my team win. And, uh, I mean, I mean they, got, they got something lucky. I mean, they're very blessed to draft me, draft me on their team. And, uh, I mean, what can I say? I, I go out there and give my heart and soul on the football field. Has anyone offered to name their firstborn son after you or anything like that? Uh, <laughs> kind of like just say Charles, uh, first name Charles. I know somebody got a dog name after me. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, but man, just it's just so I just I just go out there and just try to inspire little kids and uh, anybody that look up to me that you know what I'm saying. I hope I can be a role model in their life, man. And like I'm gonna keep going, and whoever whoever lead be follow follow me. I'm gonna keep on trying to be a role model in uh, kids uh, kids' life. Congratulations on what has been an absolutely fantastic season and on being named the 2013 NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year. Best of luck this week against the Chargers, and good luck in the playoffs, my man. All right, thank you. Hope we go far. All right. Thanks, Jamal. Let's send it back over to Jason and the guys.
And a happy birthday to Jamal Charles, who turns 27 today. Look, Jamal Charles is your Player of the Year for 2013. We didn't think about Jamal Charles as being Player of the Year for 2013, yet he turned out to be. So give me a dark horse candidate for 2014 Player of the Year in Fantasy Rank. Who's your guy? I'll go with another running back. I'll go with Matt Forte. When you look at the way the Bears are going to be stacked up next year, if everybody comes back and as everybody's ready to go, I think Matt Forte is going to be a guy because he's getting all those hits in the goal line. Marcus, your dark horse for 2014 NFL Fantasy Live Player of the Year. I'm going with Des Bryant. I thought this year he could have a chance to be the number one wide receiver. Didn't quite happen, but it's a passing league. Remember that, right? So that's going to help a lot of the wide receivers. Well, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon with the wide receiver and go Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson for Calvin your Johnson. dark horse player yeah. of the NFL Fantasy Live player. There you go. That'll do it for us for our final Friday NFL Fantasy Live. A big thanks to Bears wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey and Chiefs running back Jamal Charles for stopping by. And to you for watching us all year. Don't forget, tune in for our season finale this Sunday morning, 12 p.m. Eastern, special time, 12 p.m. Eastern, NFL Red Zone and NFL.com for all the latest fantasy news. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max Powertrain Unlimited and Platinum Trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today.